Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this beautiful Sabbath day. We thank you, Father, for the word of truth, the spirit of truth. We do ask you to speak to our hearts, our souls, our minds, and spirit your word that will bring about a transformation of our minds. We welcome Holy Spirit in this place amongst your people. We glorify and lift up and exalt the name of Jesus. We bless you for all things. Amen. Amen. We're going to get right on into the word here this morning. Man, I need some more tape. Tomorrow will come apart again. Hmm? And you know how long it takes. It don't take long. It takes a long time to break in the Bible, man. How you feeling, Sister Ashley? You feeling better? A little time is telling, huh? That's good. That's good. Oh, mercy. I saw uh, that little reply this morning by Chad, huh? Did you read mine? Yes, sir. It was a little bit later, but I don't even think it even has the ability to hear. You know, you can tell by how people respond. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, there's very few assemblies, brothers and sisters, that you'll be able to go to and attend where you don't, you never know how the service is going to go. You know what I mean. We definitely believe in worshiping the Lord, praising the Lord, and <clears throat> but within the last month or two, we've mostly just been uh, studying the Bible, studying the Scripture. Scripture. Well, when I say study the Scripture, I always just say study the Bible. Because you do know that Scripture is um, from Genesis to Malachi. You know, the Gospels is Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then from there on, we got letters of epistles. So, you know, when we say scripture, everybody might automatically assume that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is scripture. But if that's the case, then why would they refer to the scripture often as it is written in the scripture? That may be too high, folks. Ah, how's everybody doing? Y'all enjoy that little thing we had last night? I was talking with Sister Barb this morning. And I told her, I said, well, don't be alarmed now. I'm not like a Brother Rich. I'm Brother Dow, Pastor Dow. Uh, I, I kept, still kept saying in when it comes to Mark. See, a lot of times when you're involved in a, you know, wisdom is justified of herself. Is that right? I'm talking about something that only God can give. Wisdom. And wisdom, um, you, when you have so many people listening the way we do, the last thing they need to hear is dissimulation. So if you see me not a directly going towards an answer, but still holding fast and maintaining the ground, I'm doing it for a reason because there are those who are weak and have a weak conscience. Well, I mean weak. I'm, I'm talking about a weak in the Lord. Yes, 
you know, weak conscious, weak mind. And you don't want to defile that conscious and mind because to everything there's a time and there's a season. But when you listen to the intent, you can tell when, you know, somebody may say, well, this is why a person believes and stuff. But when you maintain and hold fast what you're saying, that doesn't necessarily mean that you agree with them. You know how we do today. As soon as we find something that um, if we was in a, you know, a dialogue like that, we don't agree. The first thing we do, we get, we'll let that spirit just take off on us in a heartbeat. And you know what I mean? Now, if I had somebody like Chad on last night, me, Pilgrim, and Chad, I'd have blasted him. Pilgrim would have had to been a mediator in that one right there because I'd have crossed his eyes with the word. You know, we live in a time that people think that when you express the truth of God's word, that you're a madman. But did they not accuse Paul of the same thing? Of, of being mad because he knew Jesus? You see, brother and sister, you know just well as I do that, that, um, it's one thing for us to have our opinion. We can have our opinion about what type of flowers we like. How high we like the grass to grow. Or what color of vehicle or clothes we like to wear. But when it comes to God's word, we ought to be the opinion of God. We don't have our own personal descents. Our own personal ways and ideals and traditions and theology. See, this is what causes all the hypocrisy and the deceit today. Because everybody wants to show their opinion in things of God when they should be speaking the word of God. Because the Bible says that he wants us all to speak the same thing that there be no division amongst us. That's right. Matter of fact, let's go to 1 Corinthians 10 chapter here for a second. We're going to uh, spend just a short time here today. We won't be long for you today, saints. In, in the word of God, amen. We're just going to um, uh, do a few things in the word of God here. Just read a word. Oh, Lord. Wait a minute. I put this thing. I'm going to have to tape this Bible. Are you, are you there at 1 Corinthians 1.10? How you doing, Cason? Good to see you. Good haircut. You good haircut. Good haircut. You missing some teeth? No? No? Hey, you got a good haircut, though, man. Good. <laughs> All right, good to see you again, Misty. Hallelujah. Y'all ready to hear the word of the Lord? Yes, sir. Now look what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.10. He says, now I beseech you. Now we do know that that word beseech is to invite, to invoke, to call near. In other words, he's trying to wake up our conscience. Is that right? He, it is almost in a form of begging. I beseech you. I beseech you. Then he, he's, he's letting us know who he's talking to. Brother. All right? Now that also means you too, sisters. Children. Anybody can understand. By the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you think this is something important? Anytime you're using the name of Jesus, it's got to be something important. Is that right? Look what he says. That ye all speak the same thing. Now, stop for a second. How many people you know and profess to be believers, profess to be Christians, and yet and still they can't speak the same thing? Amen. And then they accuse you of being a dissimilator of the truth when you don't speak what they speak. But in order for us to speak the same thing, we got to speak the word of God. 
We got to all agree what the word says and not what our personal opinion says. Because the truth is, half the time we don't even want to, how many people really don't even truly want to hear what they got to say? You ain't never heard yourself over radio broadcast or heard yourself in a recording or try to record yourself singing. You go, ah! That lets you know how much you want to hear from you. You don't want to hear from you. That's a natural thing, brother. So this may be, I don't know. Now, some people, they love themselves. Love in, in that mouth. But in order for all believers to speak the same thing, we have all got to agree on the word of God. The reason why we can't speak the same thing is because we put our traditions before the word. Opinions before the word. Ideals before the word. Philosophies before the word. I mean, you, you understand? Now, God even said that heaven and earth is going to pass away, but his word is not going to pass. Did you hear that? Hmm? God even tells us in the word that he even exalt his word above his name. Do you understand that? Now, don't be appalled when, you, when we're in this world. God pulls us out of darkness and brings us into the light that men hate you. They are supposed to hate you. When you used to walk the same way they walked and talked the way they talked, you fit in just fine. But after the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ has shined into our hearts, you find out, man, that's something that as a change has done taking place. Man, all, all of a sudden, there are things I used to love doing. Man, I don't find no interest in them things no more. They, they don't mean anything to me no more. The things used to shine so bright. Man, that, Huh? You know why? That's because you've been born again. Things of this earth, things of this world, they don't mean the things they used to no more. Not when you really, truly meet the real Jesus. Amen. 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 So look what he says right here. That y'all speak the same things and watch this. And that there be no divisions among who? You. You hear that? Now, if anybody pro professes and proclaims to be in the body of Christ, there should not be any division. No discord. So I'm telling you, we're dealing with hypocrites today. We, we really are. We're dealing with hypocrites today, brothers and sisters. Look at this. But that you be perfectly joined together. Do what? Perfectly joined together. Now, this is the only way we can be joined. He even gives us the how. The only way we can be joined. Look at this. In the same mind. In the same what? See, that's the problem today. The Bible says, and we do have the mind of Christ. And the only way we can have the mind of Christ is to have his word. That's the reason why people, you know, things are so different today. Hmm? We understand this? That's why we hold these truths. I'm, don't let give me quoting this stuff. I ain't going to, man, I don't, anyway, let me go another route before I start being a historian up here or constitutionalist or something like that. But that's the reason why we, we must and have to stand for certain things. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. 
You already know what the sermon is going to be about. If you see somebody coming in church and their boyfriend and girlfriend ain't married, you're going to hear fornication ten times. Does that mean we don't love you? No, that means we love you enough to tell you the truth. Is that right? Is that right? Brother Doug, get Galatians 4.16, brother, and read it real loud. That means you're going to have to tap into your amplification button, brother. Whoever exposes the darkness is light. And there is light and there's darkness. There's no happy medium or shady dawn or gray. There's truth and there's error. Is that right? Read on, brother. If I therefore, is that you hear what Paul said? If I therefore become your enemy because I do what? Tell you the truth. Is there anybody desire to become anyone's enemy? But telling the truth will make enemies. Come on, come on, brother. It's Psalms 23, 23, brother. Telling the truth will make enemies. Now, you have to understand, people may see you. You're not the issue. It's that darkness has a problem with light. People today still have a problem with Jesus. They killed him then and they still killing him today because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know just as well as I know we did not possess this truth until the Holy Spirit came into our heart. You see the difference? Read it loud, brother. It's Psalm 23, 23. We're going to sell you something here this morning. Psalm 23, 23. Proverbs 23.23 You should have got that brother Look at brother He said I've been looking at me No no Read on Buy the truth See that's what we're selling you this morning We're selling you something We're selling you the truth Now the Bible says you buy it And don't sell it In other words when you get it don't sell it. Buy the truth and sell it not. Now y'all do know sometime my little memory bank up here has to be defragged every once in a while. You know what I mean. So, some, so y'all brothers pick up on that. So if I say Psalm 23, 23, you just automatically go Proverbs 23, 23. I go, oh boy. Whew. Praise the Lord. Amen. But buy the truth. Who is the truth? Jesus, Jesus is the only one that laid claim that I am the way and I am the truth and I am the what? Now everybody in this world claims Jesus. That, that, that's so-called supposed to be believers. You claim Jesus. But how many of us know we only claim Jesus up to a certain extent? In other words, we got boundaries. To where our claim lays hold to. There shouldn't be any boundaries, brothers and sisters. Hmm? If any man is going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, 
the prerequisite is you must know and be willing to forsake all to follow him. That's like I said today. When you look at all these jack legs and bootlegs today who call themselves men of God. What if God came to them in a vision or in a dream and told them, say, I want you in India next month. You're going to spend three years there. How many preachers will go? I mean, think about it. Come on, brother. And sister. How many preachers would read all these called preachers? I'm telling you, see, we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. How many people would willing, I tell you what, then they all will begin to make excuses. I got a wife. I got a family. I, they got to be supported. I got, we got this. We got to do that. I got, bye, bye. So you see the reason why God don't give too much direction to men? See, men been calling themselves. They ain't been called of God. If the Holy Spirit spoke in your spirit and told you, you need to be in India, I'm a, I'm, you go to India. Don't worry about taking personal or script. Now, we know it's the Holy Spirit because he's agreeing with the word. And you're going to be there for three years. So you know you ain't going to die no matter how much is going on. You're going to be there for three years. I tell you today that you're going to find out who the real true disciples of Christ is real quick. And who the hypocrites are. Now, you let the Holy Spirit tell me to go to India and see what happens. Sarah, not a straight way. Adios, amigos. After a while, crocodile. See you later, alligator. You know where I'm going. I'm going to India. But I'm telling you, everybody don't have this commitment. And we have set boundaries. Now, see, we, we often make these statements and saying, oh, I just want to be used of God. Yeah, we, anytime you feel like it, you want to be used of God. Anytime you're not too busy. You want to be used of God. Uh-oh. Anytime when you have time for any time. See, that's a hypocrite. And let not anybody, all the way from the lowest to the highest, whoever they may be, in the assemblies of God, ever think that they will be used by the Holy Spirit when we got all these boundaries set before us. Everybody says, I just want to be used to God. But see, God knows the heart, brothers and sisters. He knows the issues and things you got in your way and place that you can't, that you can't be used to him. God's not a hypocrite. Think about it. The scripture says God will not put more on you than you are able to bear. Now, even in that, we got boundaries because we, what we do is we jump in front of God and let him know how much we're able to bear. It's getting quiet in here. But it's just the truth, brothers and sisters. Let me tell you something. You'll never grow in Jesus Christ when you have so many boundaries set before you. What you need to do is know your boundaries. Because, see, we live in a society that, it, that what they've done is protected their own boundaries while they have passed the boundaries of God's word. Meaning, do what you feel like doing. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Let me get back to this over here real quick. Got off here. For it had been declared unto me of you, my brethren. So we need to be joined together in the same mind and in the same what? Judgment. For it had been declared unto me, for it had been declared unto me of you, my brethren, by them which of the household Cleo. In other words, somebody done told Paul that somebody has been arguing. 
Somebody told Paul that somebody's not walking right. Is that right? That there are contentions among you. You see what the devil's done done today? What he done done is he done, he, what he's done, he's done taken this thing called Christianity. And he's done sliced it just like a man will slice pies. And he has put each little slice in its own particular category. It's kind of like when you go to Walmart up here, you walk down a cereal aisle, man, you get confused. Because, man, they got cereals to the left and cereals to the right. I'll tell you, man, they got an any mass variety. In my day growing up, you had one choice in my house. Post toasties. That's all you got. Uh, if, you, if you wanted some honeycomb, you better put some sugar on them post toasties and vision you eating honeycomb. That's what we should have today, just one word. Don't if it, come on, somebody Ephesians 4 or 5, please. Come on, brother Doug Bell. Ephesians 4, 5, brother. You somebody. Ain't you somebody, brother? Amen. Here, read that loud, brother. Ephesians 4, 5. One Lord. How many lords? One Lord. One faith. Which one is that one? It says one faith. Which I want to know which one that is. Because every faith believe that they got their own little piece of heaven. Come on. Don't, 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 don't the Bible teach us have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah. Don't it teach us that? There's only one faith. Amen. Amen. What do you mean one faith? One way to believe. Yes, Amen. Only one way to God. Amen. There's only one Lord. Yeah. And there's one faith. And one what, brother? Baptism. One baptism. You got people spitting, people sprinkling, people tossing, people doing everything today, brother. So I'm serious. I'm telling you, man, they make, they, they put the double wars to shame when it comes to baptism in some places. Can't read an instruction book to get it right. There's only even one way to baptize two brothers and sisters. There's only one baptism. So there's one Lord, there's one faith, and there's one baptism. Now, my question to you is, given all the confusion that there is today, what Lord is that, what faith is that, and what baptism is that? Are we not challenged to prove all things? Come on, 1 Thessalonians 5.21, brother. Come on, brother, brother Ed. Brother Ed, 1 Thessalonians 5.21, brother. We need to know this stuff, brothers and sisters. Do we not? Read on, brother. Prove all things and do what? Hold fast to that which is what? Now, what is good? Jesus said there's none good but one. And that's God. Is that right? There's none good but one, and that's God. Is that right? So to hold fast to that which is good, we'll be holding fast to truth. Is that not so? To hold fast to truth. Is that not so? Amen. So, you see, brothers and sisters, all this, it, it really does. It needs to be embedded in your mind. You don't never, ever need to forget the foundations of God that stand true and strong. You need to bind these things in your mind and in your heart so they can regulate your thought pattern. 
So when you speak to people, you're not trying to deceive them, including your own self, trying to make disciples of yourself rather than disciples of Jesus. Amen. 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 One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Is that right? Now I'm going to go back over here for a second. Look what it says. I'm in 1 Corinthians 1.12. Now this I say to every one of you, saith, I am of Paul. Ain't that right? Yeah. Look at this. And I am of Apollos, and I am of Cephas, and I am of Christ. The question he asks is, in the 13th verse, is Christ divided? Well, is he? Is he divided? Yes or no? Well, we know he's not divided because the Bible clearly says right here that he don't want us to have no division. Huh? You know how we usually do. One say I'm a Baptist. Another say I'm a Methodist. Another say I'm an apostolic. Another say I'm a Billy Grahamite. Another say I'm a Robert Shulite. Another say I'm a Cleflo Dollite. <laughs> Believe it or not, this stuff is just as real today, brothers and sisters. It's just that, see, we, we've done mass stuff in our time today because we, we call ourselves more educated. When actually we become more foolish. Because we can't even discern the simple things of evil and good and good and evil. I mean, we can't. Right and wrong and wrong and right. This is an impossibility almost today. Is Christ divided? Was Paul, hey, was Paul crucified for any of you? Was Pastor Dow crucified for any of you? Was your mom and daddy crucified for any of you? No. Or were ye baptized? In, anybody here baptized in the name of Jesus? Yeah. Amen. Anybody here baptized in the name of Paul? No. Anybody here baptized in the name of the church? No. I don't know some people have. <laughs> I thank God that I baptized none of you but Cyprus and Gaius. Lest any should say that I had been baptized in my own name. How many people make boast of being baptized where they've been baptized from? Rather than who they should have been baptized in. You see, brothers and sisters, all these must be proven. Every, everything has to be proven. Dad, Dad, get Acts 5.29. Everything got to be proven, brothers and sisters. You see, you're going to have to allow your conscience to wake up to God's truth. And it's real simple. If you really want a real, true change in your life, change your mind to Jesus. Plus nothing. As soon as you have got your mind made up to change, God will change you. He will. He will do it. He, I'm telling you he will do it. Read that. We ought to obey God rather than man. Is that right? If somebody in here told you, uh, brother, let's go rob this store, you should say, no, man, we ain't going to rob this store. Tell me why you shouldn't rob the store. I'll tell you why. Let him that stole steal no more. Is that what the Bible says? That's, see, that's the type of answers that should be embedded in our collective subconscious, brother. So this, this thing should automatically, it should be an automatic recall on our mind. We can tell everybody about the last movie. Oh, yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. We can tell everybody about the last meal we ate. See, we got that's the reason why the church is in the condition it's in today, brothers and sisters. 
See, because what we had talked about last night was very real issues that face our time today. You know what I mean? And you never really know what somebody knows until you get, until you get on stuff like that, until you hear it. I mean, because, you know, I, I, I look at myself in the mirror every morning. And I go, man, you sure are a dumb-looking man. I guess you, they had a dictionary that said dumb and put my picture next to it. But when words come out of a man's heart, you know who he stands for. We live in a society where we have, been, we have practiced being hypocrites. It has become the nature of us today. Being a hypocrite. Hmm? Let me give you the definition here real quick before we go off in that. Let me give you the, the definitions of um, bounds. You remember I was talking about bounds and boundaries earlier today? A setting of boundaries, laying down a limit, a definite limit. Or bound. In other words, if I was to ask you a question, and let me just put it this way. Ask yourself a question. How far are you really, truly willing to go for Jesus? Somebody would say to the death. Well, first of all, yeah, everybody would say that because they know it's a good answer to say. But what about what will prevent you from going to that death? For one guy that came here, I said, suppose I take a sledgehammer or baseball bat and go out there and beat your truck up. Now see, I said that because he don't know me. But he's supposed to know no man by the flesh, but by the what? But in, until we tried, how would we know? See, everybody here knew that there ain't no way I'm going to go out there and take a baseball bat to his truck, but he didn't know that. He sure did express what was in his ignorant heart, though. And did he turn around and say, suppose somebody do that to yours? I said, I'll get it for you. I'll get the bat for you and let you have at it. You see what I'm talking about? Yeah. See, that's the difference. See, his bound was the truck. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, no, 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 no. How would you know until the heart is tried? Yeah. And don't, you know, we always say, God, try my heart. How do you think God going to do that? I, I tell you what, look to your left, and now look to your right. Look to your front, and look to your right. That's how God going to try you. He going to try you by other human beings. Yeah, yeah, that's how he's going to try you. Hmm? You have need of patience. After that, you have done the will of God. So when you get patience, when you've done the will of God, you don't get it because you asked for it. No, you don't. That's the start of it. You get patience when you're tried. And then the Bible says, let patience have her perfect work in you. You see what I mean? So a lot of times we be, Lord, man, I need patience. How many folks need patience? Huh? Now, I tell you what, I dare you ask God for some patience. You get ready for this week then. Get ready for this week. Because your patience are going to be tried. And the only time you're going to get that patience is when you've tried and you've overcome and succeeded. Now you've got patience. you got patience when you learn how to handle patience. See, we think that, see, this is the American mindset. We say, Lord, give me patience. And then all of a sudden we think we got it. 
because I asked for it. God said, ask, you shall receive. Seek, you shall find. Yeah, but you forgot all about wisdom. You forgot everything that he says. Yeah, come on, if you're going to be tried, you're going to go through the fire. That's the reason why they put gold in the fire, because they want to move out all the impurities. And see, we don't want to be tried in that way. We just want everything heaped up on us. That's why our character is no better, and our nature is no better. Because we follow this deception of this American spirit by telling that tells us whatever we ask, we get. That's why we ain't got nothing. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we ain't got nothing. The best thing God could do with some of you is take away everything you, you think you got. I remember I preached a message by a lot of people. They think they got something. I said, oh, yeah, I bet you ain't got it, but it got you. <laughs> I promise you. Because anything you got, you can't get rid of, guess who got you? It got you. And you ain't got it. Oh, mercy. Oh, mercy. We speak wisdom to them that are what? Well, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Do we all not all read our word? Yes or no? We got people here 15, 20, 30, 40 years in the word and can't even finish that. Thank you, brother. Now, who's supposed to be perfect? The person sitting next to you, right? But not you. The person in front of you, right? But not you. No, 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 no. No, you're supposed to be perfect. That's what the Bible says. The word perfect means mature. And see, but if you don't go up and go and study and look that up, you ain't gonna know how to be mature. Because in our society, these play on words, you use the word perfect, they think that that's supposed to mean without flaw. But see, that's why you have to and you must know what that word means and you can't go to Webster's and look it up because the, the Bible wasn't defined by Webster's. You got to know what God says about it. When you find out what God says about it, then you can do it. And you can see that God does not put anything more on you than you're able to bear. Amen. 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 That's being perfect, brothers and sisters. Huh? So let patience have her perfect work. So if you ask God for some patience, you get ready to be tried. Because you ask God for it. He, didn't, he ain't going to tempt you now because God can't be tempted. But he will trap you. See, that's one thing we don't expect. We think that God, anytime we ask God for something, we think that we ain't got to go through nothing in order to get it. The reason why God sent you through, because he wants to make sure that you have the spirit to do right with what you've got when you get it. And not be foolish like some other folks. He wanted it to keep you and you to keep it. You understand what I mean? That's what God does, brothers and sisters. Amen. Now look at this. Um, the word, look at this, hypocrite means godless, profane, irreligious. You hear that? Now, how would you know a hypocrite? See, we all, all our lives are, are hid with Christ and God, yes or no? Come on, give me Galatians 3.20, brother. No, 2.20. Galatians 2.20, brother. All, all of our lives are hid with Christ and God. Is that right? Every one of our lives. Is that right? Now, if our lives are here with Christ and God, it's hard for us 
to carry on a conversation and to get along with the world who we just came out of. It's not that we're, not, we're better than they are. It's just that we can't continue to do the same things and expect change. You can't be saved and go down to the juke joint with the boys and, and to the nightclubs and carry on with the boys. Huh? You can't be saved and do those things because you're not going to build up the spiritual man. That is, that's going to tear down any spiritual edification. You got it all. Read that, brother. I am crucified with Christ. See, when you when God saved you, you're what with Christ? See, and that's the problem. We ain't got a lot of people that want to get on that stake. Everybody say, yeah, yeah, it's okay that Jesus is up there, but I'm glad I'm not up there. Then we want to holler Galatians 2.20. But that says with. That means Jesus on the cross, you on the cross too. I am crucified with Christ. Read on, brother. Nevertheless, I live, but what? Yet not, yet not I. See that? Meaning live, meaning you're still living and breathing. But then he says, yet not I. That means your will. Read on. But who? But who? Read on. Liveth in me. You hear that? That means your life was finished. Your life was finished. Bamboozled, done with, brothers and sisters. See, some of us want to avoid that contract. I don't know, 1 Corinthians 5, 17, brother. Some, some of us want to avoid that contract. I don't know why we want to do that, brothers and sisters. You can't do that. Either you're saved or you're not. And when you're saved, you're supposed to go on to perfection. You can't have one foot in the world and another foot in Jesus. That must be a transformation of mind. You got it, brother? 2 Corinthians 5, 17. What did I say? Okay, but you follow my thought, right? Good. That's what I'm talking about right there. Read on. If any man, if any man what? Be in Christ. Now the Bible said this man is supposed to be a what? New creature. He's a what? A new creature. How many folks in here say they in Jesus Christ? Huh? That means you are a new creation. You got the same old body, but that new you got a new creation working on the inside of you. That means a whole new spirit, a whole new change of mind. Is that right? But then look what he says. Read on. Old things are what? I passed away. The smoking, the drinking, the boozing, the fornicating, the committing adultery, carrying on, the, the slapping, the carrying on, the profane talk. Yeah, amen. 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 The, 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 the glutton is eaten. Hey, amen. That's right, brother. The getting mad, getting angry, going out fist fighting and everything. Old things are passed away. Now, some of us, we ain't got some of them old things passed away. So how can you be in Christ then? This is the preaching, but I'm going to tell you what. Hebrews tell us quick, if you can't stand before the man that's doing the preaching, how do you think you're going to do when you stand before the king? Old things are passed away. Old attitudes. Uh-oh. And then he says, but look, but all things become what? Come, see, the problem is, is that we hadn't built on the new man. We had not built on the new man. See, when you build on the new man, th things are already new. You can tell it's new because the desires you used to have, you don't have them no more. Amen. Things you used to seem high there, they're like, they're gone out the door. Huh? That's how you know you're a new man. That's how you know you're a new man. 
I mean, that's the reason why we tell, you know, where else do you know? And we're not the bottom, I'm telling you, brother, we are not the only assembly in America that, that actually believes and talks the way we do. We're just in this little bitty part right here, just part of the chosen few. Amen. See, the reason why, folks, you ever notice people don't get mad at me because of who I am as a person. They may get mad at my skin color, but they don't get mad at me for who I am as a person. But they get mad at me for what I stand for. And they can't tell me that I'm standing for something wrong. It's just that dark doesn't like light. Amen. Don't you experience the same thing? You don't experience the same thing. Dark just don't like light. People D's, come on, brother, get John 317. See, dark just don't like light. There's no communion with it at all. But when we in Christ Jesus, old things both been passed away and all things both become new. Is that right? That means new mind, new soul, is that right? New spirit, because the old man done passed away, done died, all the lusts and the affections there. Now that doesn't mean you're not going to be tempted with those lusts, because the enemy knows the old man. And the old man dies hard. That flesh dies hard. The Bible even tells us that the flesh dies hard. So you got a job to do, brothers and sisters. You got to crucify that old man. And he got to, I'm telling you, he, he must die. Paul said, I die daily. Daily? You mean tell me, Paul, how in the world you die daily? Ain't nobody burying you in no ground, putting no dirt on top of you and having a ceremony. What are you talking about you die daily? Believe it or not, that's the mind today. That is the mind today. You got it, brother? Read that. God didn't send Jesus in the world so he could just send the whole world to hell. Is that right? Read on but that the world through him might be saved. So God sent the, his son Jesus for a reason so that people could be saved. Yeah. Amen. Is that right? Read on. That's it. Keep going. He that believeth on him is not condemned. If you believe on Jesus, you're not condemned. Now that, can, that belief is more than a mental sin. Because when you believe, a person does what they believe. Amen. Whatever you believe, there will be an expression of your life. We, we, we know we, we're people that, you know, we like to deceive people by what we believe, by what we're saying, but we don't do nothing. Hmm? Is that right? Come on, brother, read on. But he that believeth not is condemned already. But the ones that don't believe is condemned already. Men of sin, I keep telling you, men of sin, I believe on Jesus. That ain't doing nothing. Your belief is going to show by how you live. Oh, yeah. It's going to show by how you live. Yes, sir. Because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. See, somebody say, well, I believe in the name of Jesus. That's good, but that ain't going to save you. They ain't going to save you, brother and sister. That must be a transformation. You got to be born again. You must be filled with his Holy Spirit. And then you got to walk in the newness of life. You got to stop sinning. Yeah, you do. You going to flat out. Yes, you do, because it teaches that. Amen. 2 Timothy 2.15, brother. Because that's just all there is to it. Read on. And this is the condemnation. And here we go. And this is the condemnation. That light is becoming to the world. Jesus came into the world. That's light. When Jesus came into the world, truth came into the world. 
Read on. And men love darkness rather than light. And men do what? They got a love affair with it. Love darkness rather. And there's a reason why men love darkness. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Because their deeds were evil. Read, brother Shane. 15. Study to show thyself approved unto God. Do what? Sit on your rear end, don't do nothing. Look at the soap operas. Tell us about the last episode of Friends. Who won the football game? Studied the Major League Baseball stats. It didn't say that, did it? It says study to show yourself approved unto who? So when you're studying, you're saying, God, look, I'm approved. I'm approved. When you, that's an action, though. Study, show yourself approved unto God. Why? A workman that needed not do what? To be ashamed. But doing what? What's the reason why you study? So you can rightly divide a word of truth. Is that right, brother? That's the reason why you study. So you can rightly divide a word of truth. Come on, brother. So as much as our mother and father, you know when they had us, they loved us. You know they did. They raised us. They took care of us. Is that right? Is that right? But they could only love us in a fleshly, natural way. They couldn't love us in a spiritual way that's going to help out eternal soul. Because a man can only give what he got. Isn't it amazing how this word just brings division and it just cuts like a knife? Isn't it amazing how it just separates very friends, separates very families? The word does. Jesus said he came to send that sword, didn't he? He just, man, that thing just cuts and it divides and it just separates and it just tears apart. The word of God does. And Jesus said, that is the reason why I came. Hmm? I didn't come to bring peace, but I come to bring a sword. Matthew 10. That's what he said. I come to bring a what? A sword. Now, now look, this is this wonderful loving Jesus who everybody tell you when you die and go to heaven, you're going to see mama. God ain't even at all in the equation. 1033. Read, brother Shane. 1033? Yeah. But whosoever shall deny me before men. Uh-huh. Deny before my Father, which is in heaven. Isn't that something? Jesus said, "If you deny me before men, see today we we deny God, and we you know you understand we think that we are philosophers today. We think we got this thing figured all out, brothers and sisters. See the way we deny Jesus before men day is by not living for him. A lot of people believe it or not." I don't know what this thing is, but Sister Ashley, did not when God filled you with the Holy Spirit, did you not have a boldness to tell people about Jesus and not be ashamed, yes or no? Yes, sir, still do. Still do. See, that's, what, that's, why, that's why we tell you, you need the Holy Ghost. Because you get so-called saved the way they get saved, you, you, you got, man, you feel ashamed of being saved. You, you're like a coward. You're scared to tell, talk to anybody about Christ because you're afraid somebody's going to talk about you. When you get that Holy Ghost boldness, boy, you come in thundering, boy, and you don't find out. You're not running from people. People are running from you. Is that right? People are running. They literally are running from you. They are taking off from you. And that's the way it's supposed to be when light comes into a place. Darkness, boom, you ever cut on, you ever been in a dark place and just cut on one light and see how quick the darkness scatter? It just, one light. 
That's what happens. Because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. In your thought pattern, read on, brother. Look what he said. Jesus said, look. Did he what? That I have come to send peace. Don't you even think that Jesus come to send peace. You know, these people tell you when you get saved, all, all of your troubles are gone. And I, I've never told people that. I, I, in fact, I told them, I said, you know, when you get saved, you just started all your troubles. Amen. You thought you had trouble now, man. You really going to have some trouble now. Huh? Because, you see, when you wasn't saved, you didn't have the devil on your tail. Now you got the devil on your tail. So don't you even think that I come to do what? Send peace on earth. But he didn't come to send peace. But what did Jesus say he come to send? But a sword. Now look at what this Jesus said. First thing he going to do. You know the sword cuts, right? Huh? So what did he say about this sword? Watch this now. Variance. What does variance mean? Does variance mean we're walking together hand in hand? No. Singing in his angel band? No. no, it means directly opposed, against. Variance, right? So Jesus said, I am come to set a man at variance against who? His father. His father and what? And the daughter, against daughter against her mother. And what else? And the against who? Her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law and a man's own foes shall be they of his own, you ever experienced that? Yeah, guess what? You, you got the sword of Jesus. You got the sword of Jesus. Welcome to the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Welcome to real true salvation. Read on. Oh, oh, by the way, is this red letter? You know, you know, for our intelligent people, they want to know if it's red letter or not. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. Read on. He that loveth father or mother. Do you, oh, look at it. Do you love your father and mother more than Jesus? No. Jesus said, if you love your father and mother more than who? Me. It's not what? Worthy. Well, not worthy of me. Man, woo-wee. Do you love your father and mother more than Jesus? Huh? Jesus said, if you do, you ain't even worthy of me. Now, you tell me that ain't a sword. Because you got mama right here and Jesus right there and you standing in the center and then God says, pick one. What you going to do? I tell you what I'm going to do. Go to hell, mama. <laughs> if mama got son right here or daughter right here and Jesus right here, mama better say, go to hell, son. Go to hell, daughter. I'm going with Jesus. That is a perfect mindset. Oh, Amen. read on. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me, more than me is not what? Worthy. Not worthy of me. Read on. And he that taketh not his cross. You don't want to bear this cross, huh? You don't want to live for Jesus, huh? Huh? You don't want to live that crucified life, huh? Don't want to be transformed, huh? Don't want to be holy, huh? Don't want to be talked about. Don't want to be mocked and jeered. You do everything you can to make sure that doesn't come your way, huh? Bible said you got a woe if everybody talk good about you. Who talk good about me, bro? Nobody. 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 So that means I ain't got to worry about nobody then. If nobody ain't talking good about me, I ain't got to worry about nobody. <laughs> ain't that right, brother? Read on, brother. If you don't get this cross and you don't follow after Jesus, look what he says. It's 
you ain't worthy of him. Read on. Watch this one. If you find your life, you better lose it. Uh-oh. And see, that's the problem we have in assemblies today is people want to claim eternal life, but they don't want to get rid of their old life. They want to keep their old attitude. They want to keep their old spirit. They want to keep their old nature. They want to keep everything old about them. And God ain't going to have that nonsense. Today, I'm telling you, read on, brother. Now watch what Jesus said. If you lose your life, you hear that, brother Juan? Lose your life. You better stop ceasing to exist. Nobody want to hear about your Hong Kong fooey. Amen. Read on. If you don't lose your life for his sake, look what he says. You ain't going to find it. You ain't going to find it. No, thank you, brother. You will find it. So in other words, if you lose your life, you're going to find eternal life. You're going to find real, true life. Didn't Jesus change you? Sure did. Mm-hmm. He got the ability to reach all the way down and grab a hold of a 16-year-old. Wasn't you 16 at the time God saved you? He was 15. 15 reach all the way down and grab a 15-year-old. In this wicked and perverse generation. He got the ability to do that and transform. Huh? Man. He can even reach Ashley. Look at her. <laughs> Read on, brother. Listen to this. He that receiveth you. All right, now. See, this is the part they hate right here. This is the part they hate right here. This is the part they hate right here. Somebody say me. me. Meaning you. Jesus said, he that receiveth you. Look what Jesus said. Also do what? That's the reason why I take it seriously. See, if they receive me, they'll receive Jesus. I'm not Jesus. But Jesus is the one who said it. If they receive you, they receive me. How many people you ever talk to about Jesus and they reject you thinking that they're rejecting you, but the truth is they're rejecting Jesus. Because the old you didn't talk like this. It's the new you that's talking like this. And it's the new you that's telling them about this Jesus who saved you. So, see, when people reject me, I know what's going on. That's why I don't take it personally. They don't receive me. I know what they're doing. They're kicking. They're giving Jesus the boot. Come on, the gospel. Come on. And, and the Bible teaches us over in Luke, brother, and, and over in the fourth chapter, it says, go in all around and preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. See, that's the commission to go and preach it. Go tell the truth. Go tell the truth about the gospel. Go preach it. Tell everybody about this salvation. Tell everybody about how Jesus come to save people from that old wicked, wretched way. Jesus said, they don't receive you, they don't receive me. Read on. And he that receiveth me. And he that receiveth Jesus. Receiveth him. Receiveth the Father that sent Jesus. There's a pecking order here. And ain't nobody on this earth ever got saved by themselves. We have had to hear the gospel from some man. Yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I keep telling you. That, see, forget about this, this spirit that may press upon you and tell us that. You know, you ever hear this spirit sometimes say, man, they sure are being legal. You need to start saying, thank you. Somebody need to be. It's better than being unlawful. See, we take words the wrong way, brother and sisters. Huh? It's better than being illegal. Is it not? 
They get on us all the time about this Sabbath day. You know the only reason why they get on us about it? Because we only want to talk about it. Suppose you walk into a church and you're a preacher and you, you see four or five homosexuals in the choir and one playing on the piano. And you're a preacher and you're a man of God. What, what are you supposed to do? Sit there and rejoice and, and have a worship and praise service with them and say, thank you, God. And then next thing you know, you go get up there in line and let this faggot lay hands on you. Now, see, I've had the, thank, the thankless job of doing stuff like this, disrupting what they call services. How in the world a faggot or a homosexual going to get up in the choir and saying, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. I was like, hell, damn you. That's where your soul going, you faggot. Why you say that? Somebody, that's called reproof. Somebody's got to reproof. Don't tell me he ain't heard the gospel. The problem is he been listening to too many spaghetti, spineless, cockroach preachers who's justified this behavior. And you're going to find out what spirit he is of after you give the reproof. You're going to find out he's of God or if he's of Satan. That's why he can't find too many men of God today. Only one among a thousand. Just one. You'd be crazy to sit up there and, and go to church and let a woman lay hands on you and call herself praying for you in, in the name of Jesus. No, you let the sisters pray for the sister. Yes, sir. Old Chad took us on again. He's, he's trying to take us on with Deborah. Hmm? I'm going to ask him what, what, what brand of panties do he wear next. I'm going to really get into him. Because I have been able to provoke him to, to leave off their private emails to go over into the chat room, into the forum room. I'm going to ask him. Somebody said, well, Pastor, man, I sure don't like the way you talk. And who, who makes you think that yours is so acceptable? Yeah. <laughs> I do know one thing. The way I talk, it produces real results in people. Amen. It don't produce them old fictitious false results. It produce, yeah, it does. See, if, somebody, if you don't start standing for something, how do you expect somebody to be convinced? You don't start living for something, how you expect somebody? See, and the one way we can know that, first of all, we know that God with us because he's given us his Holy Spirit, has he not? He's baptized us with the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm going to manifest myself unto you and in a way not as unto the world. I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. And then we preach that people need the Holy Ghost. Now today, people don't preach you need the Holy Ghost, but here, you need the Holy Ghost. I want to hear about this nonsense, you born again and you ain't got God's Holy Spirit. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. All you did was accept what you call and give your mind mental sin. You better receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You better get something that's going to get a hold of that old wicked nature and that's going to change that old wicked nature. You better get a hold of something that's going to give you a new tongue to talk with. Amen. And even in that, some of us still have problems. Because we're saying, I want to live and rather than God. No, 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 no. You better get the Holy Ghost. See, that's one thing you don't hear about much today is the Holy Ghost. People need the Holy Ghost. Yeah, you need the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit as God give the others. You need to speak in another language that God give you, not one you make up and come up with and study. Using Rosetta's report or Rosetta's new um, how to speak Spanish and everything. Else. You better get a brand new heavenly tongue that only God can give you. Is that not what the Bible says? Now, where else do you hear this gospel preached like this? Where else do you hear that people need to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit? 
Hmm? Where else do you hear it? I, you can forget about Lafayette, Tennessee. You can forget it. You can forget it. You ain't going to hear it. Nobody won't be filled with the Holy Spirit. How in the world are you going to have people telling you you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit when these boogers are joining secret lodges? Huh? Joining secret lodges and doing all these things behind closed doors. Come on, bro. Get Matthew 5 and get James 5, brother Rich. Hey, God, talk to us about where it tells us that you ain't supposed to be making no false oaths. How in the world can you expect somebody to be true in front of you about the gospel of Jesus Christ when they themselves are hypocrites and behind every closed door they're making oaths to devils and serving devils? That's a perverted mind. Can't even think right. But, uh, you know, Pilgrim brought a very good in. He brought up a very good statement last night. He said, you talking to one of these men like his stuff, first get them to denounce and renounce Freemason, and then you'll have a conversation with him. If he can't do that, then you know who he is. Wasn't that a good statement? Man, I said, brother, that was a good statement. Read, brother. Matthew what? 5 what? 533. Read on, brother. Again. Again. That means I've already done told you once. And here we go again. Amen. You have heard. You have heard, and we have heard, and we're not read on. That it has been said. What has been said? By them of old. Of old. Thou shalt not forswear thyself. You for not forswear yourself. Read on. Read on. But I say unto you, That's the one I'm getting to right there. Swear not. Swear not. Right. Read on. Not at all. Neither by heaven. Don't swear by heaven. For it is God's throne. Yeah, you hear that? And read on. Nor by the earth. Don't even do it by the earth. For it is his footstool. It is his footstool. Neither by Jerusalem. Don't even do it by Jerusalem. Don't be swaying. Go read that in James. James 5 what, brother? You ain't got it yet? I'll turn around. I'll get over here and find it. Hold on. Y'all bear with me for a second because I got to put my Bible back together. This thing's falling apart on me. And I don't want another one. Amen? That's where we at. Look at this. Above, James 5, 12, but above all things, my brother, swear not neither by heaven, neither by earth, neither by any other oath. But let your yea be yea. That means let your yes be yes and your no be no and stop with all this crazy I don't know. Amen. Lest ye fall into what? Condemnation. So don't be doing no swearing, brothers and sisters. Don't we pledge allegiance to no flag. You pledge allegiance to God. Don't pledge, no, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which is that, man, you crazy. You might do that in your ignorance, but you don't pledge no allegiance to nothing but God because you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Oh man, see, see, this is the type of stuff that gets you killed. This type of stuff gets you messed up. I'm telling people they want to throw you in jail for that. But God, ain't nothing wrong being thrown in jail when you're being thrown in jail for the gospel's sake. You in good company. Paul was in jail. Come on, did they not? They threw Jesus in jail. Come on, did they not threw John the Baptist in jail? That'd be a plus if you get thrown in jail and get your head cut off, wouldn't it? Somebody say, Well, I don't know about it. Well, I understand that, boy. I know who makes you what makes you think you're gonna live here on this earth forever anyway? Who told you that? 
Who told, who told you you going to live it? You know, this, this morning I had a thought. I go, Lord, have mercy. Wanted a lot of 70 years, 80 by reason of trouble. All of his grace over 70. Man, I'm pretty close, getting pretty close to that. Because he first 41 went fast just like that. Wow. So I'm going to ask you something. What makes you think you're going to stay here? You ain't going to stay here. No, you ain't. You better purify your souls and get your heart right, brothers and sisters. You better let Lord, the Lord Jesus work in you. Amen. Brother Roger, Romans 12, 1 and 2, brother. We had better let God do the work in us. Brother Ed, Romans 8, 1, brother. We better let God do it. We had better let God do it. This stuff is serious, brothers and sisters. This walk that we're doing is very serious. We ought to be very serious about what we're doing. It makes no difference. Come on, you look out there. They, man, the world ain't serious today. Look what they're doing on God's holy Sabbath day. Read, brother, read, brother Roger. Romans 12, 1 and 2, brother. Read on. Now, here we go. He go begging again, isn't he? Talking to who? The brethren. By the mercies of God. You present your body. A living sacrifice. You're supposed to present your bodies a living what? Let me ask you something. What do you need to present before God as a sacrifice in your body? Come on, don't tell me because the heart knows its own bitterness. The heart knows its own trouble. You know what you need to present before God as a sacrifice, and you ain't doing it. And he's begging you. He's inviting you. Man, what do you need to crucify in yourself? What do you need to be sacrificed? You present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Read on. Holy, acceptable unto God. Holy and acceptable unto God. Which is your reasonable service. That's your reasonable service. Amen. That's your, you hear that? That's your, actually it's your reasonable service that you present your body holy before your God because of what he's done for you. Because he saved you. He put, he wrote your name down in the Lamb's book of life. He wiped away all your sins, everything you've ever done. And, and, and he fills you with his heaven's sweet precious gift of the Holy Ghost. Man, after all he's done, shoot, that is your reasonable service. That is a, that's the least you could do is present your body as a living sacrifice. That's the least you could do to show thanksgiving. And be not conformed to this world. You get out of that world. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't look like the world no more. Act like the world. Sing like the world. Dance like the world. Dress like the world. Look like the world. Forget that nonsense. Don't be conformed to this world, but... Be transformed. You get a transformed. You put that big eraser on that old mind. Throw it on out and be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. By get your mind renewed by God's word, not all this other junk. Get your mind renewed. Put the good stuff in it. Put the good stuff in your mind. Put the word of God in your mind. Get rid of this envy. Get rid of this strife, this jealousy, this contention, this division, and this backbiting and tough. Get rid of all that stuff. Amen. Come on, brother Ed. Romans 8, 1, bro. Come on. Isn't that something? Now, there is no more condemnation to who? To 
them which are in Christ Jesus. To them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh. See, the only time you ain't going to ever experience no condemnation is when you ain't doing no things after the flesh. You, you ain't walking the way you used to in the flesh. But after the Spirit. But after the Spirit. Boy, see, the whole world may be looking at you and looking down on you, but guess what? God ain't. You know your spirit is right. You got peace with God. Who cares what the world thinks? Who cares what the world thinks? The world going to hell. One-way ticket. And somebody got to go to hell. I'm telling you, we're not going to be like Billy Graham and the rest of these paid hiring pigs is going to try to make you feel better here on earth while they can't guarantee that you're going to end up going, that you're going to glory. You know, they tell folks all the time, you're going to go to glory. You're going to go to glory. Well, it's a sad thing, brothers and sisters, what we're living in. A sad, sad day. Thank God that Jesus has saved you. And you show your thankfulness by your service to him. And when you serve, serve him with your whole heart, your whole mind, and do it with your whole spirit. You see, that's the key. The more you serve him, the more Holy Spirit power he gives you and the more boldness he gives you. He just he puts it right up on you. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, Sister Carol and I was looking at this thing on YouTube this morning. They, of course, you know, they got this bottom week things, you know, did this big old big time so-called woman, woman preacher and bishop husband. He was out in the parking lot stomping her. Now it makes no difference. It ain't right for him to be stomping her. And then we talk about people with what they what they would call prestigious. Hmm? Prestigious people and living lifestyle. They, they they based that on how much money you got. You know, big old mansions and stuff like that. And of course, and I said, man, somebody go get first Corinthians six. First Corinthians six. I'm gonna show you the problem in this church today, in this church world today. You wanna hear the problem in church world today? I'm gonna show you this problem. I'm show you too. <laughs> We're gonna show you something, brothers and sisters. Yeah, brother Doug, you're going to get 1 Corinthians 6. But I'm going to show you something. See, because the, what happened was that they have having irreconcilable differences in their marriage. And mind you, these are supposed to be people out there in what they call the evangelical Christianity. You know, out there on the, on the scene where everybody sees them. And of course, you know, God is exposing them for their wickedness anyway. So this man, anyway, they get into a little altercation outside of a, a, a prestigious hotel in Atlanta, Georgia. Next thing you know, they're out in the parking lot, and he's stomping his wife. I mean, kicking in the private parts and carrying on stuff like this. And, of course, you know, somebody say, well, you know, she, she probably done something to provoke her. But regardless, a man shouldn't be stomping on a woman like that. No uh, how in the world can you be filled with God's Holy Ghost? And you going you did not Jesus say, man, you're supposed to treat your wife even as Jesus treated the church? Yeah. Uh, and he gave himself. Don't he say that in Ephesians, the fifth chapter? Don't he? I know he does. Don't he say that? And that, I suppose that's how you're supposed to love your wife, right? Well, she cutting the food. I keep telling you, and it's not right for a woman to be hitting on a man either. Because you know some spirits, some, some wicked spirits get on women. Especially when they find out that, you know, you get a ministry say that the men shouldn't be hitting the women. So then these women give place to a spirit and think that um, a man, you know, that, that, that she can just knock the hell out of the man anytime he want to. No, man, you ain't got to hit her. Just pick her tail up and throw her against the wall a few times. She'll stop that nonsense. Everybody said, well, Pastor, you shouldn't be saying that. A woman shouldn't be putting herself in a position of a man by trying to hit a man. You should be loving each other. 
There's no way that in the church that a man, a woman, and, and a man who's supposed to be the similitude of Jesus Christ and the body, the body of Jesus Christ, the Father and the church, there's no way that they should be sitting around here beating and kicking and smacking and hitting on each other. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. That is crazy. In the church. Now here are these two figures supposed to be what they call high up. I mean, literally cutting a fool, brother. Now you know what they're doing? They got all the world. They own all the news broadcasts. Got, I mean, all over the place. <clears throat> Congregation picking sides on whose side they own. And now this morning some other people came out with some other stuff about how he has had a violent nature and doesn't actually hit on other members in the church. I go, Lord, I'm mercy. Now, let me show you something that's wrong right here. Hmm? You know, the Bible teaches that there's a separation of us and them. We're talking about the real true church. See, this stuff going to go on like this. But let's just talk. Let's just put this, use this as an example of us in the body of Christ, okay? Just us. Now, 1 Corinthians 6, start, brother, start at verse 1. Dare any of you. Did you hear that? Everybody look around. Everybody look around. Look around. Look around now. Dare any of you. Read on, brother. You have a matter against another. That means Sister Cindy with Mary. Huh? Come on. Brother Richard, Brother Roger. Brother Shane with Sister Anita. Mother Stalin's against Sister Tomoko. Dare any of you having a matter? Who is it written to? It's written to us. Is that right? Don't you be having no matters with any of no, Nobody in it. But if you watch this now, read on. Go to the law. And what's the first thing they do? They go to natural law. They don't know the law of Moses. But they go straight to the what? Law. Straight to the law. Who don't mind airing out the church's dirty laundry in front of the whole world because Satan want to use that to make sure that nobody else gets in it. Because he, he gets, you know the world, even though they immoral and full of sin, they go, look at them. See, it's a mistake right here. They gone, got their worldly lawyers. They gone, they ain't no, they let you know, they ain't no wise men. They ain't no elders in the church because they go straight to the law. Yep. That's called bitterness. Yep. They want to make sure your life is messed up. Yep. The word to the true and living God, the church of the true and living God and his people, don't you even go to the law. Don't it say before the unjust? Yep. Before them unjust sinners out there. And not before the who? Not before the, see, they don't even think about the saints. They go straight to the law. Yeah. See, the church is supposed to handle all its stuff in-house. In-house. Our laws are higher than their laws. Because we're obeying the supreme, omniscient, creator, eternal creator of the universe. We're supposed to take care of stuff in-house. But what's the first thing church do? Church folk do? Go, go straight to the law. And I, I sure hate to be in their shoes. They are making a mockery of Jesus Christ. And the world is sitting by. <laughs> making a mockery of it. Read on, brother. Don't you know the saints are going to judge the world? Folks, are y'all listening? Y'all are going to judge the world. Yeah, I mean, God, man, you born again, names written down in the Lamb Book of Life. That's, going, that's a day of judgment. 
And the Bible said, don't you know that the saints going to judge the world? So why come you just don't go to the saints with all this and let them submit to my laws? Rather than going out there and airing all this junk out there in the world and stuff. What in the world? Don't you know the saints is going to judge the world? And then look what he says. Read on, brother. And if the world shall be judged by you, all them unjust people going to be judged by you. And the world going to be judged by you. Read on. You mean to tell me that you folks are unworthy even to judge the smallest of matters? You see what the church messing up here? Every time you turn around, there, there's some preacher, some lay member, some teacher, somebody out there in front of some camera saying that they of Jesus. The devil got it all set up. He want to do everything he can to make a mockery of the gospel. Read on, brother. Don't you know, not only are you going to judge saints, you ain't going to, not only going to judge the world, but you're going to even judge angels. I know we can't see that right now, but that's what the book says. We actually going to judge angels. Read on. Now, how much more things pertaining to this life? Come on. Come on. You're going to judge the world, and you're going to judge angels? You mean tell me, now, can't you judge the things that pertain to this life? Read on. If you got judgments that pertain to things of this life, set them people to judge their least extent. Where? In the church. Why, brother? Read on. It is a shame, isn't it? Tell me it ain't a shame for these people to be named the name of Jesus and be out there in front of the world where all the church laundries aired out. We got trouble in the churches to stay right here. We need to handle it right here in the house. Them folks out there don't need to know nothing about what's going on in the church of the living God. Our law is supreme. Because it comes from the supreme of the creator of the universe. And then we get finished with it. We do like the Bible said. And then you leave the thing alone. So now you see how the name of God and his, and his doctrine is being blasphemed amongst the heathen because of us. So they're going to go spend all these millions of dollars trying to tear each other up. All that tithe money. All them offerings that have been given to them. They're going to go spend all this money with some unjust lawyers who going to drag this thing out and milk them for every nickel and penny and dime they can get. Go milk them and the judges and lawyers are going to be back out cutting deals with each other. How much they got in their bank account? Huh? And the Bible said the wealth of the wicked is stored and laid up for the righteous and we're going to set up here and take all the wealth of so-called the people of the righteous and give it to the wicked. Yeah. Where is this being taught at? Huh? Where is this being taught at? It ain't being taught nowhere else, man. It ain't been taught. Isn't that sad, though? It's a mockery, brothers. It's, it, it is a sad, sad thing. And, the, and Satan don't mind all the dirty laundry of church being out there before the world. He don't mind that at all. He don't care. If he would air out his own laundry, what makes you think that he has any problem airing out the laundry of those who profess Jesus? We're in trouble. We're in flat out trouble. No wonder Jesus wept. No wonder he wept. Shortest verse in the Bible. Is that right? No wonder he wept. 
No wonder. I mean, I'd be crying too. It's a crying shame the condition at the way that the assembly's in today. That's the reason why there's only going to be a few of us that's going to be saved. There ain't going to be many. Most of you ain't live your life in vain. You live your life just so you can be saved. You ain't missed out on nothing. You ain't a bunch of drug and booze and fornicating, can on stuff. You ain't missed nothing. You ain't missed nothing. What what she missed by spending her days and nights praying with God? Huh? Seeking his face. What she man, praying for, for some of you hard-headed folk in here. She ain't wasted nothing. Did all that so you can spend eternity with Jesus. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't that nothing wrong with that at all. Now, I'm going to tell you the reason why one of the churches got the problem. And, you know, we're going to be here just about a few more minutes, but it's sad. We're going to go over to Hebrews, and I'm going to talk about the stuff that people don't like hearing. You know, it's amazing. You know, you know, uh, people can go to work, and they can submit to every authority that there is when they come to the authority of the husband, authority of the church, authority, any authority. At all. Man, I ain't going to have to hear that. I ain't got to take that. You ain't talking to me any old kind of way. Oh, boy. It's sad. It's a sad thing, brother and sister. Let me get over it. We're in Hebrews 12. I mean, Hebrews 13, sorry. Hebrews 13, verse 7. Look what it said. Remember them which have the rule over you. Now, first of all, you got to, who, who got the rule over you? Who got the rule? I'm going to ask, what? I'll use the simple. Hey, brother Rich, who got the rule over you? I got the rule over him. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Isn't that, Sister Aston, who got the rule over you? Isn't that something? Now, both of them already know that Jesus Christ is the ruler. But it, last time I checked, are we not all still here on this earth? So God has set up rulership. Who's got the rule, rule over the wife? The husband. Thank man. We, you mean tell me we didn't know that? Well, that wife beating you up? <laughs> Come on. Remember them that have a rule over you. How do you know? Look what it says. Who have spoken unto you the word of God. Watch this now. Look at this now. Whose faith follows. So don't everybody got the rule over you. The ones who have spoken to you the word of God, who faith follows. In other words, who life line up to the faith? Who actions line up to the faith? Did you get that spider? You know the Bible says that spider dwells in the houses of kings. Say, well, boy, we all be kings, Uncle. We got plenty of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now look at this. Remember them that had a rule over you whose faith follow. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Now look, look what it says right here. Who has spoken to you the word of God, whose faith follows, consider the end of their what? Consider the end of their conversation. What is their conversation all about? Yeah, what, what is, come on. What, when y'all come in here Sabbath after Sabbath and hear my mouth running all over that transmitter and everything, so, come on, brother, sister, what's going on? What is the end of that conversation? Yeah, thank you. What is the motivation? What is it angling to? What is it going to? What is the purpose for it? 
Last time I checked, it was for our edification. It's for our exhortation. It's for our comfort. So we can all be fitly joined together in the same mind serving Jesus Christ. Look what it says. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is that right? Then look what it says. Be not carried about with divers and strange doctrines. Is that right? For it's a good thing if the heart be established with grace and not with meat, which have not profited them, which have been occupied therein. Is that right? Look at verse 17. Obey them that have a rule over you. Now, who got the rule? Let me tell you something. I don't care what you do in life, you always going to have somebody ruling. We get, in the head, we get in the glory, somebody going to rule. See, what we want to do today is, is um, if we got a rule over us, we want to try to divest ourselves of that rule and just say, well, we're all about Jesus. Well, you ain't going to be about Jesus without his established rule. That's all there's to it, brother. So, Obey them, which have a rule over you. And look what it says, and submit. And do what? Yeah. And submit and, and rebel. And kick. Submit. And fight. Submit. And be stubborn. And submit yourselves, for they watch for your soul. They don't watch it for your what? Soul. Your souls. As they that must give an account. That they may do it with joy and not with greed, for it is unprofitable unto you. See, everybody here is supposed to be behaving in such a manner that it should cause no grief to me at all whatsoever. Not none whatsoever. No grief. None whatsoever. Anybody who has a, any, any type of rule over you, you should not cause them any grief at all. It says obey them that had a rule. No, no, I'm serious, brothers and sisters. You see, if we do these things, we'd be happy. We'd be happy. Now, you ain't going to go to the nearest Pentecostal church and get nothing like this because they ain't going to preach sound doctrine to you. They, I, no, they ain't. We got Pentecostal. You know, every time I go up in this Walmart, it's an amazing thing that takes place. I don't care who it is without fail, with the exception of the brethren and uh, somebody like Nancy and the other lady, you know, I'll go up there, and they'll see me walking, and they'll catch, they'll see, and all of a sudden, they'll catch my eye, and they'll do like this. I said, so much for Walmart hospitality making you feel welcome, isn't it? They don't ask me no help. Can I find anything or nothing? They look at me, turn the head. If they know that you attend here and associate with them, they'll do you the same way, too. I said, they're Pentecostal, too. Now, mind you, can you imagine? Watch it. They believe that they're going to the same glory that we are. Now you tell me that ain't deception. Well, God saved my soul. Well, God, God also said, let brotherly love continue. We got some bad and ordinary affections in this county right here, in this whole country. As a matter of fact, a cat, a stray cat and a stray dog get more respect than a black person does in this county. They will actually pick that thing up, take it home, give it some warm milk and feed the thing. And boy, and you, phew, Lord, have mercy. Look at Brother Ian over there, boy. I get him. And I just, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do is bring out, I'm bringing out a point. I don't care what color racism may be. Black on white, white on black. There ain't no way you're going to name the name of Jesus and expect to go into a pure holy kingdom. Okay, man, there's just as many black folks out there that hate white folks as white folk. It's just prevalent here because we're in a county that where the majority is white, that they hate black. Now, not, don't all of them share in that attitude? 
Somebody asked me uh, not too long ago, they said, they said, man, how you live like that? I said, because I live for Jesus. I said, man, don't they bother you? I said, not one bit. They said, more than anything, I bother them. I said, man, come on. Racism, brother, don't have no color. It's a spirit. It's a spirit, brothers and sisters. All it is is demonic spirits working in people. It, that's all it is. It, I, I told you, I talked to that thing up in Hagerwich Baptist Church in Highland, Indiana. That booger talked to me and, and mentioned every nationality that was right in front of me with its eyes closed. Y'all remember me telling y'all that? There was a spirit speaking through this man, called out every person that was never sitting in front of it, boy. Everybody head slowly turned around, go, my God. Yeah, I have not met one person that didn't have an abundant supply of demonic spirits. That's just the truth. See, how, how, how are people going to know us? They're going to know us by our God, and they're going to know us by the power that we possess. Mm hmm Come on, Sister Missy, haven't you been to Baptist church before? Did they ever lay hands on you and pray for you? They never lay hands on you? They'll pray for you? You probably wouldn't even ask them to pray for you, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame him. Sister Cindy got this thing, boy. She just cannot see somebody who, who who's sick as a pig laying hands on her. She got to be now. You know, I understand it, but she had to be on close guard on that one in in the church right here. Because sometimes some of the people, when they receive the most healing in their bodies, when 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 the the preachers themselves are being afflicted or got an infirmity. Paul had infirmities. Stay loaded with them. But I understand what you said. When you're looking at them folks and what they stand for, ain't no way. You don't want no transferring experience allowing anybody to. No, you don't, because they will transfer. You don't, the Bible teaches you you lay hands suddenly on no man. Lest you be a partaker of his sins. You want all them sins on you? No, you don't want all them sins on you. Let me do these last few scriptures here and we'll call it. Well, you said that a few minutes ago. Well, you remember I talked to y'all about a word called simony. S-I-M-O-N-Y. Remember I preached, I talked about that not too long ago? Simony. Simon. Simon. Yeah, but that's how it's pronounced. Simon. It looks like simony, but it's, it, it is Simon. It's, it's got the S and then the I with a little up. line and a hyphen. It's got M and the upside down E and then an N-E-E. -E. It's, it, look at this. It says, trading in sacred things in Christianity, the buying or selling of sacred things, or the buying or selling of sacred or spiritual things. You see what's going on? See, that's what this prosperity move is all about. You know, everything today is based, your, your godliness is based on how much gain. Your God is based on how much uh, natural prosperity you have. And it's this name it and claim it bunch. Now, there's nothing wrong with, if you're rich, ain't nothing wrong with you being rich. God don't have no problem with that. No problem at all. When you make that salvation, you're in trouble. And these people make it almost salvation. They got folks, you know, uh, Brother Shane's going, we, we're going to put a whole bunch of posts on YouTube. 
Hmm? We're going to turn YouTube upside down. So that way when they go in and type their name, they're going to see, they can see our little smiling face, hollering and screaming all over the place. Because it's a good outlet. We're going to put it on Google too. Put videos up there. Click, 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 click. You know, people like that. So they, they can get straight access to these videos and just watch me cutting a fool. Come a fool for Christ. But what they've done is they made it a salvation purpose thing out there that your salvation is based on how much gain you can get down here in this world. That's what's called Simon. And that's what this prosperity, so-called gospel, and that's the same thing that um, Juanita Bynum and them fell for. I sent her an email, by the way, which I haven't got a reply back. I said, if you shut your mouth and get on back to holiness, you need to repent and get back to holiness. Holiness is right, brother and sister. It is right. I'm telling you, it's right. It's right. I, I, I can show you the reason why it's right. Because the world hate it. The world hate it. Holiness is right, brothers and sisters. I'm telling you, God wants you to be holy. The Bible said godliness with contentment is great gain. God wants you contented in Jesus. Being holy, it is right, brothers and sisters. There's a lot of things that we have to all personally dial to. We got some boundaries that we got set up before God. And, it, and it's better for you to take those boundaries down rather than God come take them down for you. God, he'll deal with you a little short period of time and give you a little bit of grace. But if you don't start tearing these boundaries down, he's going to tear you down. And, and notice, he chases those who he loves. Every son he loves, he chases. He scourges the one he receives. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit more than chastening. You ever been whooped by your parents before and, and all you get these little hand taps? That's just chastening. Scourging is those long whoopings. Those long beatings. We talking about them 10-minute-plus whoopings. See, ain't too many people had them. That's scourging. When you get that, you getting a level of love the flesh don't like. Oh, boy. I'm talking about them whoopings. See, God chasing those who he loves. You know what I mean? He'll smack, 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 chase you there a little bit. But then he say he scourges everyone that he receives. See, he, God loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So he'll chase those who he loves. But he scourges every son. You ain't never had no scourging before by God? Well, don't worry about it. You're going to get some. You're going to get them. We're not going to deceive you. You're going to get it. If, you, if, you, if he receives you, you're going to get it. You're going to get a good old-fashioned scourging. That's why I keep telling you. See, the, you know, children can tell the parents that really love them by the ones who really scourged them. Now, they don't like the scourging. I didn't like it. Nobody likes scourging. That's like an, a Canaan, a public Canaan. It don't do no good for you right then because you don't like it. But it shows up later on. Yeah, it does. Shows up later on. That's how you know when, when, when your parents really love you is when you really see some serious scourging. Everybody loves to a certain extent. Now, don't expect your parents to love you past what they already have in their mind. They got to have more God's word in here to know how to love you. 
And so God, he scourges every son who he receives. So if you ain't never been scourged, don't worry about it. Your day coming. I would hope that it wouldn't come. See, if you would judge yourself, you'd be chasing of the Lord. He wouldn't have to whoop you. Because you would already judge yourself. You'd say, man, you, you'll get enough beating just by knowing you fell in him. And that's called wisdom. It, it's, it, that's a wise son or daughter who can sit up there and chasten themselves, judge themselves, just so they can say, God, I get it. I, don't, I, 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 I can avoid this beating right now. That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to hear his word, submit to his word, so you don't have to get these long beatings. But for those of us that are stubborn, those of us that are hard-head, now we know there ain't none of you. Those of us that are persistent and being tenacious in wicked behavior, scourging. You be better off to be wise and judge yourself. Scourge yourself. Yeah, yeah, you go. I'm telling you, because you, when God get hold of you, he, he, he'll cut everything out of you. And, and he, he believes in ripping and tearing. Amen. Brothers and sisters, remove your boundaries. Amen. Stop being like the hypocrites. Stop, being, stop staying, well, whatever God wants. You know, you know, let me tell you something. If God got something for you, especially when you're in, like for instance, in, when it was in the church of Galatians, the church of Ephesus, the church of um, Philippi, all them, you know how the people knew what God had for them? Whoever was in authority that was going to let them know. And if they heard something from God, it was going to be confirmed by the authority. See, we in this, this, this day like God told me and then we won't go do it. No, the Bible said, and it confirmed the word. See, we don't like it. We don't like it. Because, see, then we got to submit. But what we want to do, we want to call confirming the word by telling authority what we're going to do. And then call it God. Now, around here, I have learned and been wise enough to let you go do what you want to do. I've tried to, to be that pastor that's called micromanaging and stuff to keep you from a lot of trouble, but that don't work too good. Because then they accuse you the other way, so it's good to let you. Uh, the word, the truth is you're supposed to give the word whether they hear or forbear. Whether they hear or forbear. Amen. And see, now, oh, this is a good time to get this on the record because I ain't said nothing about it yet. Now, truth is, Axel and Christy ain't supposed to be in no Columbia. Somebody said, well, why come you didn't tell him that before he went? Would he listen? Hmm? Look at him. And, and listen to him. I want y'all to make sure that he gets, if he don't get anything else, make sure that he gets this. This end part right here. He ain't supposed, they ain't supposed to be in no Columbia. That man is foolish and selfish. He'll set up and take the substance of life away from his family in order to try to fulfill the greed that is working in his own heart. No job, neither one of them. Spent $1,800 on tickets. Been reproved by, I can't tell you how many times Sister Christie been reproved by Sister Carol. Granny, I'm sure you done had your, your hand in on it, ain't you? Just flat out reproved. Now, see, with Axel, I reproved him a year or two ago on this, and I, did, I left it alone. You know, I don't, 
I'll let you go fall on your face. Sure will. I'll let your own backslidings teach you. Is that not what the word says? Yes, I will. I won't say a word. I will just withdraw my hands and look at you. Mm-hmm. Agree quickly with my adversary. Yep, your mind is my adversary right now. I'll let you fall and fall and fall. To sit up here and, and jeopardize the life of his family over here just so he can go over there. That's a foolish thing. That is an ignorant, stupid thing to do. Make sure he gets this. Make sure he gets this. Because I want him to come and ask me so I can blast him when he gets in my face. See, it's the thankless job I get, brother Ed. Mm-hmm. I mean, make sure, even if we got a FedEx it over there. Make sure he gets this. He ain't supposed to have his greedy, selfish tail over in no Columbia with no money. How in the world you spent $1,800 for tickets and ain't got no food in the house, ain't got no job. Quit jobs just so they can go on this trip. What's wrong with the mind today? Am I telling the truth about this? Am I telling the truth about this? I said quit jobs. Van need, I mean the, the SUV need tires, the engine needs servicing. And got no money. You know, we do a lot of foolish things like that around here too on some things. We may not be in Columbia, but we got some foolishness in us. Soon as something don't work out our way more, ooh, y'all see what's working there. That's called a wicked, that's called iniquity. How in the world can you spend eight in America $1,800 on ticket and you can't redeem them back? You got to be 1,800 fools to set up and spend that kind of money on ticket. What if something happened that you can't go? You mean tell me that they're going to keep the money? I know better than that and you know better than that. Y'all make sure he gets this. Somebody say, well, Pastor Dow, why come you didn't? How many people been around me long enough to know what I'm doing? <laughs> If you pay attention to me, I will tell you something once or twice. If you hear it three times, it's very important. If you ain't moving on that, I'll let you fall on your face. It won't give another word of counsel advice. I don't fool with you. I will not. You know why? Because you have already made up your mind to not fool with me. See, the, the one thing about the church is we hate it when others start behaving towards us the way we do them. And usually we can't see it until others start behaving towards us the way we do them. Because we forget all about that scripture says do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Now we want to do what we want to with others, but we don't want nobody doing nothing to us. That's what we want. Yeah, he shouldn't be over there. He should be taking care of his family here. He made a covenant relationship. And I can tell you one thing. If a man's going to sit up there and, and, and put that kind of precedence or something like a credence on a covenant relationship like that, I tell you, I would be a wife to be content to never get married again. Ain't that what 1 Corinthians 7 says? Now, do we need to go there, brother and sister? Well, first is it, let her remain unmarried. 
if I was being that treated that way as a woman, you would never have to worry about me fooling with another man again. Mm-mm. Not after I had three or four of them. Why would I want another one? You ain't got to worry about me being, see, and a lot of people, see, I understand a lot of time our lust is what controls us in this generation. We could care less what God said. We, we let our lust control. You know, and the lust speaks even louder than the word does. Hmm? Somebody need to tell, you ever seen a, a wedding ceremony before? Isn't it beautiful and nice? A wedding ceremony. You don't never see how happy two people are when they first get married? You never, never. You, you ain't never seen that? Huh? Somebody say, well, I ain't too happy. Then what you get married for then? You foolish thing. But you ain't never seen how happy y'all Let me tell you something. Don't they look beautiful? Somebody need to tell them, here go my words. It's a beautiful day for the both of you. Sure is. Hmm? But let me tell you something. See how joyful you are today? You'll experience even more sadness in this life. There's going to be ups and it's going to be down. Just remember, the downs are coming. Right now, you don't see the downs because you're so happy. But if you get somebody to inform your minds that there's going to be some bad times and there's going to be some good times, then you'll make sure if you can keep this commitment with each other, then you can keep your commitment to God. You can't keep your commitment to each other. You can forget about keeping your commitment to God. You ain't going to do it. No, you ain't. Mm -hmm. That's why That's why When Lydia gets married She'll get married sooner or later hmm? He gonna be He gonna be some kind of man to get past me Now I mean she can pick and choose what she wants But chances are if she don't get my blessings It's gonna fall on his face I don't, It's not, that's, not a, that's a fact of life brother and sisters I mean, because I want her to be married. If she wants to be married, I want to be married. She, she can be married. But I tell you one thing, he ain't going to be just some little old jack leg chunk. Some little punk or anybody who don't know God had no fear for him. He's going to get past me. I'm going to try him, his mom, and his daddy. Yeah, I am. Because when she leaves the house, I ain't on no more coming back. She can come back and visit. But when a, a, a man leaves his father and, ma, father and mother and join to a wife, them two become one flesh, don't come back home. You get in the fight, daddy! Now, if he hits you, you, you ain't got, all you got to do is just, I have a special one button, I'm going to say hit, pow! And I will be there. And I'll do the hitting from then on out. <laughs> I'm serious about this hit stuff, man. I, come on, look at it. What, what would that be me hitting Sister Carol? Come on now. Huh? What? Boy. And a woman shouldn't hit a man. Don't put yourself in that position. But these are things that need to be taught, brother and sister. See, so I hope that she get married to somebody who keeps the commandments, who loves and fear God. Because she don't, her life going to be miserable. You have to understand. See, a lot of times these children right here, they're just watching what it means to have the foundation of a home being bought up in the Lord. 
So they're watching the good, the bad, and the ugly. They don't have to have the good, the bad, and the ugly. See, we wouldn't have to have the good and bad and ugly if we had our family bringing us up. Because we could have avoided a lot of nonsense and junk. We could have avoided a whole bunch of stuff if, if our mom and daddy would have brought us up in the commandments of the Lord. We could have avoided a whole bunch of junk. But since we're the starting ones, ain't no need crying over spilled milk. Let's just live it and go on. Establish, establish a solid foundation so they'll have something to build on. And then from here, because the world's getting dark, they're all going away from God. They, they can get closer and closer to God while the whole world go to hell in a handbasket. Let me tell you something. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man is going to see the Lord. Nobody's going to see God without holiness. You are going to be holy if you're going to go into that new Jerusalem. And you're going to be holy in all manner of conversation, in your life, Mm-hmm. I stopped a girl in the mall about a year ago. I don't tell you all the stories, just some of them. Stopped a girl in the mall about a year ago, and I said, you a Christian? She said, yeah, I'm a Christian. I said, then why you look like a street whore? She looked at me like it's kind of like in a shock. I said, suppose a man come up to you with your little miniskirt on like this and then grab you up in your rear end and just pull your panties down, something like that. Oh, you going to be mad or upset? I said, but why would you be mad since you invited him to do it? Don't tell me you want hands off when you're dressing like a whore. You look like a little street whore. She kind of looked at me and just walked on. But I didn't make no difference whether she received it or not. The truth is, maybe that will impact and then and get into her mind. But somebody got to say something to put it in her mind. You hear about these little girls getting raped, carried off and raped and stuff. Raked on in, in cars and carrying on and, and all kinds of stuff. But then they dress so provocative. What do they expect a man to do that don't have any restraints of God in his heart? Why even be a victim? Why y'all think I see me always dressed the way I dress? I don't go out here and run around in short shorts. You ain't never seen me. Y'all ever seen me run around here in short shorts? Hmm? It ain't like I ain't got something to show, too. I got something to show. Hmm? I got something to show. And I'll say it again. The only breasts and thighs I want to see is the one that's coming from Popeye's, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and Bojangles. And they better be fried in some butter or some grease. Look at them looking at me. <laughs> Tyler. Man, I've been his age. How old are you now, Tyler? 16. I've been 16. You know what 16-year-old eyes are only thinking about? Without God, that was me. Every woman I went, met was a potential girl. Every 16, 17, man, I look at that man, everything in my, man, my eyes only had one, one sight. We could talk about the birds, we could talk about the buildings and everything else, but my conversation was being zeroed to go another way. Keep your mind pure. Keep your mind pure. Wait, get somebody holy. 
Hmm? That way you don't have to worry about a lot of hell. I'm telling you, you get somebody holy. Don't go out here and get Britney Spears. You're going to have trouble, bro. Amen. Oh, yeah. They told me, man, did you ever date one time before with that, uh, that girl looked like a pit bull? Tyler said, which one is that? I don't go out with no pit bulls. <laughs> see, you got, we live in a generation now that, see, Tyler's a very attractive young man. And we live in a generation now, these little girls, boy, they'll come up their little hot self, and they'll be making moves on him. Girls make moves on you. See? And they say, you ain't got to worry about him. He ain't, ain't got to worry about no girls come to him. Now, if you want to know how girls are, you got two sisters. They'll tell you everything you need to know. Just ask them. Say, just get them both. Say, 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 big sister, big sister. I got questions. Tell me about women. They'll give you all the facts of life to them. Yeah, they'll tell you everything else to know more than something. And you know what? Man, that is wisdom. Huh? That is wisdom. Could y'all not tell y'all little brother about women? That is wisdom, bro. That'll teach you to keep you away from that woman, bro. They'll teach you like the scriptures teach you. They'll teach you how to hightail it and run from them. Let them call you a sissy and coward. But man, that boy, are women, are women evil? Evil. Coming right from the mouth, boy. You need you one of these good old humble Holy Ghost sisters that their mouth ain't running loud. You don't need one out there that'll shake their rear end in front of this boy and that boy. Am I talking right, women? Come on, am I talking right? You wouldn't want to see your brother married to some little old town whore up here, would you? Guess who the, guess who the, guess who the devil would send to him, though? Boy, looking at you, you, because you're saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, the devil ain't going to send you the, the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit feel lady. He gonna send you the one that look like Britney Spears and, and all the rest of these Hollywood skanks. They look good after the flesh. But after the spirit, ain't got none. That, that's who he'll send to you. He'll send you all them ones that look good after the flesh. Am I telling the truth? Sister, big sister, big sister. Man, talk to your sister. Talk to your sister. Talk to them. Tell me, say, sisters, what should I look for in a woman? They ain't going to tell you too many today. Look at him looking. Am I giving wise counsel? Would it be a good idea for him to talk to you about women? Look, look, both of them, yep, mm-hmm. See, that's the best counsel you could get, brother. You fortunate. I didn't have any sisters. None. I ain't had no older sisters. Tell me about women. I probably wouldn't have listened anyway. But you got the Holy Ghost, so you can listen. <laughs> but that's a wise thing for him to do, to have two sisters. Sitting right here and tell him everything he need to know about. They'll tell you the truth about women, brother. Tell, tell them the good and the bad. And I promise you, the bad is like from here to that door. The good about that long. You get one that fears God. Amen. You get a man that feel God. Hey, you want to know about me and Liddy? I'll tell you all about them. The good, the bad, and the Liddy. Hey, what do you tell me? 
Paul said it would be better for man if he abide as I. But know this. Anybody you get married to, you're going to get trouble in the flesh. The Lord is good. Y'all blessed? Yes. Amen. Father, we thank you for your words of truth today. May these sins sink down in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Bless y'all. Y'all have a good, beautiful Sabbath day. You know what? See, that's what amazes me. We have good, old-fashioned services like this where we just told the word of God and stuff. And I, I wonder if the spirit is tap dancing in you. Uh-oh. Hmm? I wonder if the Holy Spirit is. I tell you what, we'll read one more last scripture. Brother Rich gets 2 John 1 4. Can y'all highlight this one in your Bible? And underline it and put stars around it? You make sure you talk to your sisters. That's good advice, isn't it? You don't think that's good advice? Shoot, I think it's good advice. Read, brother. Read, read this loud. Listen. I have no greater joy. Now we know God. We everybody. Anybody want to please God? Yeah. All right. Than to hear that my children walk in truth. You just got. You just got finished getting all the truth. All a whole bunch of truth today, brothers and sisters. God said, "This is my joy. That no greater joy than He has in this than His children walk in truth." Truth is the greatest deliverance. It is. Shoot, boy. Wish, man, when I was your age, man, I wish I knew a man of God like me. Mm-hmm. Done been through the good, bad, and ugly, the dirt and mine, the good, the ups and the downs, man. I wish, shoot, wish I did. Saved me a lot of heartache. Amen. Ain't the right, brother Doug? Because you don't want to be like brother Doug. Man, you don't want to be like him. <laughs> Hallelujah. The king coming, saints.